Hello and welcome to episode 10 of the What's Playing Tonight podcast. We have reached a milestone, 10 episodes. I think that's pretty good. Uh, I never thought it would make it past the first one. and uh, But it did. My name is Tyler Stans. I don't know if I said that already, but I'm going to say it again. And I'm joined with my... Uh, <laughs> I'm joined today by my co-hosts, uh, the Silver-Eyed Wolf himself. Also known as Nate. How you doing? I'm doing good. How are you? Pretty good. Yeah. Awesome. And uh, we also have with us the uh, Lime Knight in the Limelight. Still going with that slogan, huh? Mm-hmm. It is me, Raceland. And uh, how are you guys doing today? Nate? Uh, pretty good. Uh, been watching uh, the Obi-Wan Kenobi Disney Plus series today, so hoping to finish that later. Nice. How about you, Uh, I finished up the Obi-Wan Kenobi series. I I really enjoyed it. I hope you enjoyed the ending as well. I'm doing all right. I'm just chilling, honestly. Chilling like a villain? That's it. Like a villain. So, uh, besides Obi-Wan, have you guys been watching anything this week? Dude, so I've been watching some crazy stuff. Basically the same as last episode. Oh my god. What about you, Nate? Uh, finished I think it was the season finale for The Boys. So, and it was pretty good actually. I really liked it. Um, and then binge-watched the entire third season of The Umbrella Academy on Netflix. Very nice. So. Very nice. How about you, Ty? I ain't been watching anything. What? Not at all. I don't think. Maybe. There is one thing I have been watching that's different than last pod <clears throat> is that I started the anime Hunter Hunter. Hunter what? Oh, okay. Hunter Hunter. What Hunter? Some may say Hunter X Hunter, but it's called Hunter Hunter. Hunter X what? Okay. <laughs> How do you like that anime? How do you like it? It's going good. Yeah, I'm about I think halfway through the season, so it's pretty okay. good. Yeah, I used to read the manga for that and then got to the part where they showed off it, like it. I think. Hey, hey, hey. Don't spoil stuff. It's not spoiling. It's literally just a power up, which happens in all anime. I saw his power up and was like, nah, I'm good. I don't like the looks of it. So I just kind of drifted away from the manga. Well, I didn't even know that they were bringing X Hunter Hunter back, and th- until like I was halfway through this first season, I was like, "Oh, cool! They're bringing they it back." Yeah. yeah, I didn't know they were bringing it back either. So, boys, we're uh, Marvel fans. Yes. Yeah. And uh, not this week, but I think the week after is uh, Thor: Love and Thunder will be coming out. Mm-hmm. It's really that soon? July seventh. Holy crap! I had no idea. Are we yeah, uh, uh, are we excited for that? Oh, yeah. of course. I'm going to probably go see it in theaters on probably either that Friday or Saturday. Well, I'm glad I got the invite. Oh, yeah, I don't invite people anymore. Oh, that's cool. Why is that? Because, uh, you know, I, I, I hold grudges. Yeah. Yeah, we know. Yeah. Do you have a grudge with me? Well, when it comes to Marvel movies, I mean... I still haven't seen multi mad or multiverse of madness. That's on Disney Plus. You have no excuse now. It's on Disney Plus now. Oh, I know that. But I'm saying 
I didn't get an invite from either of my two best friends to go see that movie, even if they had already seen it. Well, that's so true. yeah, I hold grudges. Yeah, cool. Do you want to go see Thor: Love and Thunder with us? I, I would like to. Yeah, Nate. <laughs> sure, we can all go. All right, we'll work something out. Awesome. Because if we don't, Nate's going to like uh, disown us as friends, and then he'll have to clone us to uh, make new friends. Kind of like in this week's movie, The Sixth Day. Man, that transition was almost as clean as the transitions in the movie. <laughs> that, yeah, that's true. It's pretty good criticism, actually, Raceland. Yeah, that's uh, actually, yeah. So we're going to do things a little different this week. <clears throat> because I, it doesn't make sense to have thoughts on the movie, but also like the final rating. So I'm, gonna, I'm just going gonna, gonna to pose a question to Nate. Okay. Why ahead. did you pick this movie? Good question. Well, first off, I like this movie. It' not one of my favorite Arnold Schwarzenegger films, but it's still I find it a pretty good one. Uh, and my picking system is literally just me making a list and then having someone pick a number out of that list, like drawing a hat. I you like see, a little bit of randomness in my life. You see, I thought you would say that, which is why my next follow-up question is, why was it on the list? Because I like this movie still. Why do you like this movie? You're not because, answering the question. Yes, I, I, I'm trying to get a specific oh, okay, bit of okay. information out of you. Uh, Why, I like you, the you idea. This, yes, go ahead. I like the idea of cloning. Um, it is like in my top 10 favorite kind of sci-fi things is cloning oneself. So the idea of this one where it kind of explores the dark side and the light side of the cloning ethics in the movie. I really like, and as a person who grew up, uh, not exactly a super religious family, but in a pretty spiritual family, seeing how they kind of tie in religion as a means to go against cloning in this film. I just, I like all of it coming together. Speaking of the religion aspect, would you say that the religion group is technically supposed to be the bad guys of the movie? I think they're supposed to be like one of the one of the bad guys, the main yeah. one. No, but yeah, I didn't think it's the main bad guy, but one yeah. of the it's I feel like they're just kind of representing the extremists of that re in that regard. Like yeah, anything, that's pretty accurate. anything taken to the extreme will normally be bad because too much of anything is not good except beer. No, not that's even, very bad. Not even that. But anyway, uh, Nate, what's this movie about? Uh, it's about a guy who gets cloned, doesn't realize he gets cloned and tries to, or when he does find out, does everything in his power to uh, get his life back from said clone. So, Played by uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger, who his name is Adam Gibson in the film. And he is a like recreational pilot, helicopter pilot, I think. I'm not entirely sure what the actual job title is. He's definitely a helicopter pilot of some sort. 
Yeah, he takes people, or in the film anyway, he took them up to like snow or to ski and snowboard and whatnot up on a mountain. And look, quick sidebar here, uh, Raceland, were those not the most uh, realistic looking CGI helicopters that you've ever seen in your life? Dude, I thought they were coming right out of the movie. I know. They look so real. Uh, I think it was somewhat, de- like not great, but decent for the time because this came back out in 2000. Yeah. So I, have I, que- like I have a question. Years old. My yeah. question is, you um you said this came out in 2000 and this is supposed to be cloning in the future. What time period is this supposed to be set in? I think it's actually supposed to be set in 2052. Uh <laughs> they're, pretty, think... they're pretty close to where it is now. We yeah. better get some crazy cloning in 30 years. Well, I mean, we've already passed certain other movies expectations where like Back to the Future, for example, we've passed that year and we still don't exactly have the tech from that. So we don't have flying cars and time travel yet or like augmented reality billboards with sharks coming at us. True. So, yeah, that, you know, it's typical movies kind of giving us expectations that we haven't quite achieved. Um, yeah, so Arnold Schwarzenegger is being cloned. Uh, tries to get his life back. His friend, uh, Hank Morgan, who's played by Michael Rappaport. I'm not entirely sure if I said his name right. Uh, he is the one who actually dies and then gets cloned as well. There's Michael Drucker, who is the bad guy. He's played by Tony Goldwyn. He is the dark side of cloning. He sees cloning as a means to benefit his own life rather than the benefit of mankind. He's also... No, go ahead. Finish your thought. uh, Even though he tries to hide that intention behind good means. Uh, He is also phoning in his performance. Yes, he is not very good in the film. No. Uh, I'm going to point out one thing. That dude, speaking (laughs) of clones... Looks like a straight-up clone of Steve Jobs. That was that probably the looked, point. Yeah, yeah, he looks exactly like Steve Jobs. He looks like if Steve Jobs and Zark, uh, Mark Zuckerberg like became one, <laughs> it's that person. Zark Muckerberg. Zark Muckerberg. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's my, that's, uh, it. that's my Star Wars name. Uh, I could see that. <laughs> uh, yeah, that dude looks very much like Steve Jobs. And so when the company that clones people, which is illegal in this movie. Because of the uh, certain action that happened. And the like sixth day law. Yeah, yeah, because of an incident that happened several years ago. Did they ever explain the incident? Nah, yes. They just kind of hint at it. They don't. I don't think they ever go. Well, they into said detail. they they cloned a human and and it didn't it, go well. It didn't go well. He came out bad, so they had to terminate the clone. Yeah, but they and don't that, like. That's about as far as we get. That's as yeah. far as you get. Yeah. Uh, but they are able to clone animals. They do clone animals. Uh, repet. Yeah. Well, repet is the commercial aspect, but then uh. Drucker talks about how they also helped clone like animals out in the wild and replenish like fish, yeah, in the ocean stuff like that. that. Was so, cool. yeah, there are that's the good side, the benefits of mankind, which is also 
uh, kind of, or, uh, I'm blanking on the word, kind of, hmm. Well, he you, is, go I'll ahead. Let, I'll, let, I'll let you think about that for a minute. All right, thank well, we you. We can also think about, um, what did we think of seeing Michael Rooker with hair? Uh, uh, Michael Rooker is uh, the one bad guy, right? Yeah. yeah. He's in the one in Guardians, right? Yes. Guardians yeah. Of the Galaxy? yeah. Okay, so that brings me to one of my points, is that the two bad guys, one of the dudes is Michael Rooker, and the other guy is Daryl from The Walking Dead. Yeah, and uh, every, time those two, every time those two interact with each other, I just not, see the, de- the the brothers from The Walking so, Dead. It's not. Uh, he is in The Walking Dead, but he is not Daryl. No, I he's he, not. Daryl oh. is played by. Um, oh, I can't even think of his name. He was also in Saints Row. I thought yeah. he was Daryl. No. Yes. So so did I when we were watching the movie. Oh, that's... we both talked about it. I was going to mention that in the in this actually, and hopefully <laughs> to try to keep you from. <laughs> Well, I feel stupid. <laughs> it's okay. They, to me, they do look pretty similar. Uh, so Norman Reedus played Daryl Dixon. That's who well, is the, the, he looks so much like Daryl, and the fact that this movie came out 20 years ago, I'm like, oh, it's a young Daryl. That makes yeah. total sense why he looks uh, like that. He is in The Walking Dead, though. He plays a character named Baxter, apparently. Uh, I think he was in an episode. So oh. he is in The Walking Dead. Just oh, not as not the as like brother. a main guy, yeah, and not as the brother of Michael oh. Rooker's character. Well, that makes me feel stupid. And speaking oh, no. of speaking of I the bad guys, conception. Speaking of the bad guys, um, yeah. <clears throat> I noticed that uh, Terry Crews is in this movie. Yes, playing a bad guy. Yes. Way to go, Nate. <laughs> you just love Terry Crews. There were levels of disappointment after I picked this movie when I actually remembered certain aspects to this movie. Because you made a big deal on Where's the Money about, oh man, I hate seeing Terry Crews as yes. a villain. Picks a movie with Terry Crews as a villain. Yes. Uh, see, I've, like I said, I completely forgot that Terry Crews was a villain in this. Honestly, I forgot that Terry Crews was in this film. Uh, he is not a, like, he's a side main villain. He is one of the underlings of the main villains. So we don't see him very often in the movie. We'll see him occasionally. And he, I think, had a few lines in the film. So, yeah, he's, his character is kind of forgettable to me. Oh, yeah. Uh... But back to what I was saying earlier, I've actually remembered words. So the good side of cloning was exemplified by Robert Duvall's character, Dr. Griffin Weir, who is the creator of cloning. Uh, And so, well, and he works with Michael Drucker. So while Michael Drucker is kind of the PR guy and the ideas guy, Robert Duvall's character, Dr. Griffin, he was more of the science guy. Yeah, he was the guy who made the shit happen. Um, Which, uh, Robert Duvall, big actor. Yeah. He's been and in I a thought he did a ton of movies. I thought he did a really good job in this. Uh, I, have, I have one little <clears throat> minor gripe about his the creator of cloning character. 
Okay. You would think the creator of cloning would have a contingency plan of him getting cloned or something in case he gets killed or something like that. Well, the CEO does. Yeah, yeah. he definitely does. But I'm so, talking about the creator himself didn't get cloned. Well, okay. So from what I gathered, he may actually had a contingency plan until his wife was like, I don't want to be cloned. His okay. whole thing is he doesn't want to really go on without his wife. That makes sense. Um, matter of fact, even he even mentions it when he confronts uh, Drucker. Uh, he's like, yeah, I'm not going to clone my wife. She did not want to be cloned. And I promised her I wouldn't clone her or anyone else. So yeah, the, the other guy's like, eh, so do it anyways. Yeah, he's like, screw ethics. Like, I'm not going to. Why should we uphold the feelings of a dead person we can just clone yeah. them and make them forget and we can uh, make them better that would almost be like taking dead actors and then cgiing them back to life see on one hand i i don't agree actually um it's exactly the same it's not the same because cgiing them to life in a movie is not the same as making that person have choices in life all you're doing is creating a character in a film using the likeness of a real person. Well, here's a counter thing to that. So the whole thing is that this guy was like, screw ethics, I'm going to create these clones whether they want to or not and make money off of them. Isn't that the same as taking like Tupac, who is dead, and then making a like hologram concert that people pay for to get money off of a dead person? No. So is that not the same? Okay. So. On a technical level, it's not the same. Nate's very specific about stuff, so he will argue into the nitty-gritty. But on a well, thematic level, it is kind of the same. Well, hold on. So, not even onto the nitty On one part, you're creating a living being who has thoughts and consciousness. Who you're... Ba- like, that is... You're giving birth, basically, to an entirely living being. CGI is just a hologram and a visual effects thing. No okay, more cha- different than drawing someone. So change the hologram concert to an AI concert. It's an AI. It's, it's still not a living being unless it's a true AI. So now and we that's know, a whole different... Now idea. we know where Nate stands on uh, artificial intelligence rights. No, well, like I said, that's a whole <laughs> different idea. True AI All right, we, is, back, in my opinion, living... We gotta existence. get back to the movie. We gotta get back to the movie. Okay. This is, not so, a pol- this is not a political podcast. <laughs> this is a look at the blow stuff up movie kind of podcast. Sure, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, Dr. Griffin, he kind it de- they don't ever specify that he created cloning to save his wife, but that's what he uses it for. His wife apparently died. We don't know how she died originally, just that it was, I think, five years before the time in this movie. Uh, and so he clones her. Then she ends up dying and he finds out that all the new human clones have a life, uh, expiration date. Basically, uh, Drucker has apparently been introducing diseases into the clones that give them certain uh, life expectancies. So that's when Griffin's like, Hey, no, that's not cool. That's not what we should. That's not why I'm on to this. And you did it to my wife, even if it was on accident. Not 
cool, man. That yeah, screw you, man. <laughs> yeah, he's like, I quit. Uh, which Drucker doesn't take kindly to. Ends up killing Griffin with plans to just clone Griffin and his wife and have them forget the conversation and just continue on like normal. Which again just amplifies that Drucker is the evil side of cloning. He's definitely portrayed as an evil guy. Yes. Uh, and then that, that there's other characters. So you got uh, Adam's wife, Natalie Gibson, played by Wendy Crewson. Uh They have a daughter, which I think was her name was Clara Gibson, played by Taylor Reed. And then several other kind of like the minor characters, so like the underlings. Uh, Terry Crews as Vincent, which, again, forgot about. Uh, Rodney Rollin as P. Wiley. Wiley was just a screw-up at all times. Like Even at, even towards the end, they're like, don't, don't re-clone that guy. He yeah, sucks. He just, he's not worth the money it takes to clone people. Uh, Sarah Winter as Talia Ellsworth. And Michael Rooker as Robert Marshall. And I believe that's the whole like main cast of uh, yeah. The only other one I can think of is uh, Colin Cunningham as Trip. I don't know if you mentioned him. Oh yeah, the uh, original the religious killer. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I did not mention him. He he looks familiar. I want. I feel like I've seen him in something. Uh, it says he's in Electra. Oh, is he the oh. tattoo guy? He plays a guy named McCabe. I don't know. No. I okay. So I know him from Falling Skies, uh, the TV series. Yeah. He played a guy named John Pope. Uh, okay. He was he was like the anti version of the main character. Uh, but oh, you so forgot. Yeah, the, you forgot one character. Oh, did I? Yeah, you forgot. Uh, Andrea Lipman as the voice of Sim Pal Cindy. Oh yeah, no, I. <laughs> completely forgot about that character uh because your favorite character in the movie i my memory just keeps blocking that out <laughs> I, the, cre- the creepiest thing i've ever seen who in their yeah. right mind would bring something like that into their home and think that their daughter would love it <laughs> mom mom I, mean, I really want this realistic doll like to be fair know? the the daughter asked for the doll but all, oh my, all my the doll is scarier than doll. chucky <laughs> Yeah, that doll is nightmare fuel. Especially I, when the especially when the head gets ripped off and it's still like, I had an oopsie or whatever, and I was like, oh god. Yeah, it it was a messed up creation. I my memory keeps blocking that character out, so I'm like, oh yeah, this is gonna be a fun watch. And then I watch that and I'm just one of my greatest fears just keeps coming back at me. So yeah, Simpal Cindy is not a great aspect of this film. <laughs> that thing is so terrifying. Honestly, I believe the film needs a warning because of that. <laughs> what, of what did we think of Arnold Schwarzenegger <laughs> in this movie? I think it did a pretty good job for you know the type of movie it is. It's an Arnold Schwarzenegger <laughs> movie. You, you know exactly what you're getting with Arnold Schwarzenegger. He, he played... His typical character. You got them one-liners. Definitely got them one-liners. Yeah. I will say uh, there's a fact about his character that I think they only mention it briefly, that he's a war veteran. 
in the Rainforest War. No, oh, I, I didn't War. even catch that. Yeah, Dude, we we kept laughing about it. Like, what the hell is the Rainforest War? Yeah, and he has a little patch on his jacket that says Rainforest War. There was a fight that it. broke out at the uh, Rainforest Cafe, of course, and uh, yeah. they had to uh, break it up. <laughs> but like, if you or because I I don't think I ever really noticed it until this watch that he was a war veteran. And I always thought it was kind of weird that this guy just goes into like killing mode without any problems whatsoever, because he's supposed to be like a typical family guy and he's just snapping necks, running people over, <laughs> like shooting them. No problem. And yeah. a very good shot. Also, uh, well, didn't you mention when we were watching it that uh, these are like laser guns? So there's probably no recoil. You just have to literally just aim and point. And yet Shoot. people still miss. Like yeah, they were missing him. Yeah, they were missing him like all the time. He was hitting them dead center every time. Uh, That's Arnold for you, buddy. Yeah. Arnold. My favorite part of the movie <laughs> is right after they tase him and then he goes into this god awful slow motion thing. And they're falling down like the stoop of his house, and he's like, <laughs> "Yeah." That my brings me part. to one of my gripes: is I absolutely cannot stand the slow mo and the repeat effect that they do. Like, what? The that editing so in this annoying. movie is awful. Yeah. It's so awful. So it doesn't surprise me that this came out in the year two thousand because this is what I consider to be emblematic of, like, the worst period of time for, for movie making. Yeah, they... I know a lot of good 2000s movies. But they all look like this, and they all have That's, that view yeah. and all that... The, yeah, it's like, the... it's like they go into, like, PowerPoint, and they're like, let's find all the transitions we can put into a movie. They over-edit the film. The CGI is always terrible because they haven't quite figured it out yet, even though Steven Spielberg did it ten years earlier in Jurassic Park. But yeah, but they also don't have Steven Spielberg budget. No, no. What was the budget for this movie, Nate? Uh, so the budget for this film was eighty-two million dollars. Which how is, much did it make? Yeah, uh, ninety-six point one million. Oh, so it only made like twelve million total or it, something it, like that. It was profitable. Uh, yeah, fourteen million. <laughs> fourteen million. Here's a fun fact: uh, Schwarzenegger himself got paid twenty-five million dollars for this movie. Why? That is insane. Yeah, that's uh. I wonder why the budget's so high. So that means if if they paid him twenty five million and the budget was only eighty two million, that means they had. Do some math for me. <laughs> what? Okay, let me pull my calculator. Yeah, here, what, here let's just. What's, uh, what's the math that you need? Uh, let me see. I'll do it myself. Just like okay. Thanos <laughs> minus twenty five. So they had fifty seven million dollars to make the rest of the movie after they paid Arnold. I uh, keep in mind Arnold Schwarzenegger had to play two characters, okay? Oh, that's true. He was definitely it was, worth it the was money. It was very tough. It's definitely tough to do two of the exact same characters. <laughs> My other favorite part of the movie is the very beginning where he's looking in the mirror and he's like, "Oh, I can't. Do I have any more wrinkles?" And then he just flexes. <laughs> got to got to prove that he's still muscular. And I was like, "Oh my god, he still got it." Oh yeah. So Arnold uh, Schwarzenegger who was let's see, he was born in Did you know he's 74? It makes sense. Not, but yeah. 
Because it was he was a bodybuilder in the seventies, so that totally makes sense. Oh, yeah. He was massive when he was a bodybuilder. So in this movie, he was fifty three years old. God damn! And he was still like, mm, I could pop your head between my biceps. Yeah, and his <laughs> biceps were still bigger than mine will ever be. Than my thigh. Yes. <laughs> like. So, uh, interesting little fact about this is that The Sixth Day earned three Razzie Award nominations for Arnold Schwarzenegger. Oh, yeah? Uh, worst Actor as the Real Adam. Worst Supporting Actor as the Cloned Adam. And Worst Screen Couple as uh, Adam and the Clone Adam. <laughs> So, Raceland, if you don't know, the Razzie Awards are, like, the bad movie awards. Oh, I know. I remember when Holly Berry got hers for Catwoman. Yes. Yes. Uh, It lost all three of those to one movie, Battlefield Earth. Ooh. I don't know what that is. So, Battlefield Earth, I've never seen it, but it routinely comes up on, like, the worst movies of all time. I've I've watched it. I, I like it. sci-fi. No, I like sci-fi. I think there were maybe a few scenes I did like about the film, but overall, I did not like the movie. Okay, no. so if Nate didn't like it, that means it's probably really bad. Yeah, like <laughs> I can't really defend that film. On the other hand, this film was nominated four times at the 27th Saturn Awards, which are kind of like the science fiction awards, uh, but they lost to X-Men for Best Actor and Best Science Fiction Film, which is insane to me that this came out the same year as X-Men. Uh, X-Men's Hol- great, though. I, that's yeah, that's that, why it's that's insane. That's why. Like, uh, oh, okay. Uh, I mean. Hollow Man for Best Special Effects, which I've never seen, and How the Grinch Stole Christmas for Best Makeup. Are you talking about Jim Carrey's? Jim Carrey. Yes. Oh, now, to man. be fair, How the Grinch Stole Christmas did have some amazing makeup. It's got good makeup. That. I'll give it yeah. that. Yeah, like, didn't I think Jim Carrey said he had to sit in the chair for like six hours every session or something like that. And that's why he's so crazy and unhinged. Yeah, it it was a plus. That's such a great movie. Yeah. Now, on the other hand, on the other other hand, film famous film critic Roger Ebert, uh, you know he's big time movie critic. He actually gave this movie three out of four stars. Remarking that it is not in the same league as Total Recall or Terminator 2, but it, that it nevertheless qualifies as a serious science fiction film. He also, serious. He also found problems with the cloning as depicted in the film, saying that uh, the problem with both processes is that while the resulting clone might know never might not or might know everything I know, I myself would still be over here in the old container. I don't think that's quite. Yeah, yeah, I'm not sure. Because, like, in the film... So, as the film progressed, we find out that the Adam that we were watching the whole time turns out to be the clone, even though... Which I predicted. Yes. It was not a... It was a pretty predictable film. Yeah, definitely. Uh, But, so, Adam turns out to be the clone Adam, and the one he's been trying to get his family back is the real Adam. Uh... When we are introduced to the clone Adam at the very beginning of the film, uh, he wakes up in a taxi. Uh, kind of groggy, doesn't really remember anything. So, obviously, they drug the clones before they put them out into the wild, as 
or so to speak. And he somehow has a flashback to being on the helicopter, even though he wasn't there. Yeah. Yeah, um, I was very confused about so, that. So, yeah, in that regard, I when I first watched it, I didn't really notice that because I thought it maybe it was just like because the film's bad transitioning, like maybe they were just kind of showing a flashback. Uh, not really specifically his flashback, but just, just kind throw, of like just throw a flashback somewhere. Yeah, in the just like movie. here's what happened, just so you guys don't get lost in the film. Uh, but yeah, it does definitely seem like it's his flashback, which doesn't make sense. Um, so, but shout yeah, out, the, shout out to the editor of the movie who must have been some college student they picked up who knew how to do Windows Movie Maker. And just went crazy on all the effects he could think of for the transitions yeah. and for the cuts and uh, it's really bad. This movie was directed by Roger. <laughs> I love this name, Roger Spottiswood. And uh, Spottiswood. That's, a, that's an interesting uh, name. Yeah, you can mm. spot his wood. Uh, and uh, here, here's here's the list of movies that he's directed. Terror Train, which is something I've actually seen, I think. Uh, the Pursuit of D.B. Cooper. No idea. <laughs> so I the, know who D.B. Cooper is. I don't know. I don't think I've seen that. So Terror Train was 1980. 1981 was D.B. Cooper. 1983's Under Fire. No. You have not named a movie I've heard of yet. 1986, The Best of Times. Mm. 1988, Shoot to Kill. Mm-hmm. 1989's uh, Turner and Hooch. I know the name. Right. Yeah, we've was all seen with, Turner and Hooch. Was, yeah. With uh, Tom Hanks. I've never seen Turner yeah. and Hooch. It's, it's a movie about a... It's a, it's like a buddy cop movie, but with a guy and a dog. Yeah, the only they, thing I know about Turner and Hooch is that Josh Peck has done a remake of it on Disney+. Yeah. Plus. Okay. Uh, 1990s Air America. No. 1999... Or 1992 Stop or My Mom Will Shoot. 1994 is Mesmer. And then uh, this is probably the biggest one. 1997 Tomorrow Never Dies, a James Bond movie. Okay. I'm not seen that. That was uh not the last uh Pierce Brosnan movie, but I think it was the second to last one. Yeah, I think you're right. And then he hasn't really done anything that I've heard of since he did The Sixth Day. Um and he hasn't directed anything since 2016. Actually, let me make sure. Let me just look up. Uh, he's still alive. Okay. But he is 77. He could be. Uh, now, he wrote the movie uh, 48 Hours. I have seen that. Okay. That, are he, we talking about the, the Eddie Murphy one? Uh, yes. Uh, yeah, it should be. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've definitely seen that. I like that movie. Yeah, it was written by, well, oh, excuse me. He was one of the five people that wrote 48 Hours. He had a part. Yeah, he was the guy. He was the guy uh, offering up transition ideas. This was actually Terry Crews' acting debut. What did we think of his performance, regardless of his uh, moral <clears throat> alignment? Um, I think, well, from what we saw of it, I th think he kind of overdid it at points. Uh, one scene in particular pops up, which he didn't have very many of them. Uh. They entered into the Gibson's home looking for the wife and daughter and just starts like knocking stuff off of the counter for no apparent reason. Then it starts looking in the fridge, uh, grabs a beer, 
slams it on the ground or slams on the counter. Just really aggressive. It just seems like he's going a little over the top with that. Yeah. There there was one scene I remember that he uh that we were talking earlier about the repet thing is that he was controlling dogs with like a tablet. Oh yeah. And, yeah. And I was like, oh, so obviously they can control the animals they can clone. So I think uh what might have actually been going on is they also had like these robotic collars on the dogs. And I think maybe that's what he was controlling. Like the collars themselves were handling the dogs, not the clones cloning process. Oh, okay. Uh, at least that was my take on it. It could be that they can control clones somehow. Uh, but they never really point that out. Yeah. If that is the case, I would expect them to not really need a, uh, redundancy uh plot or clause for the human clones yeah like putting in the diseases and stuff so it could be that yeah. the, the brains of the humans are more complicated so maybe they can't control them yeah uh which is the reason why humans can't be cloned legally right according to the repet salesman uh so yeah it definitely could be uh, it's just my interpretation that maybe the collars were what controlling the dogs. How do we feel about uh, Sarah Winter as Talia Ellsworth with her her nice do? Uh, Which one is that again? The one, the, the, the one lady who kept with the changing hair. her hair color. Yeah, like the, the one who's like, "Oh, I got to re-pierce my ears again," and then like, yeah, Psh. okay, like she just goes over to her corpse, grabs the, her earrings, and. Pops I have phone. a gripe about her, and Nate, you uh, <laughs> you mentioned it when we watched the movie. She is really stupid. Like when they were like, how many times have you been cloned? So many oh, yeah. times I have lost count. And then he explains how you, you can show how many times you've been cloned by like in your eyeball. And then they're like, they show hers. And it's four. So many times I forgot. Ca- I've lost count four times. You've been cloned and, four times. And at least two of those were in like just a couple of days. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> dumbass. I think that's more of a writing problem. Yeah, well, I'm, but the writing is the character. Like, it's not the actress. It's no, just... I'm, not, I'm not even saying the character. I'm saying that, obviously, like, why would you have the character say something like, well, so many times I've lost count, and then be like, um, uh, we've she's been cloned four times. And, and as a matter of fact, two of them today. That's just like, well, they didn't think, that, like, that doesn't make sense the way it's written. Yeah, not at all. Well, that, yeah, but... Overall, the I don't know, it seemed like all of them except for uh Michael Rooker's character were not all very there. Like maybe their cloning process wasn't done, or maybe they were cloned too many times. Their brains just weren't quite working because P. Wiley messes up all the time. Yeah. Uh, and he's been they don't I don't think they ever say how many times he was cloned. But not, we, didn't he get killed like three at, times yeah, in the movie? At least three times because he dies a lot. He got ran uh, over, he got his neck broken, and then he died again by getting shot. Yeah, but the last time, I don't think he got cloned because, no. like, we're not gonna clone him again. And he kind of blew up the facility. Yeah. Uh, but Maka Rooker's character is the only one who, he was the leader of the underlings, and he was, I feel bad for him, honestly. Like, his, him having to explain a corpse out in public is just horrible because Wiley gets his <laughs> neck snapped, falls to the ground, 
cops come over and they're like, oh, Doc, I think he's dead. And my wheelchair is like, nah, he's asleep. He's good. And he's and like, his tongue to is sticking him. out and everything. His head's like wobbling around because his neck's just not holding it anymore. And he's just dead. No, he's and tired. <laughs> trying to push his tongue back into his mouth as him and Terry Crews carrying a corpse away from cops. Like that. I feel bad for that guy because he has a hard job having to explain the stupid deaths of his colleagues. I have a, I have a theory. Okay. It has nothing to do with the cloning process or anything. Okay. okay. Let's talk about football for a minute. Johnny Phoenix. Johnny Phoenix. So uh, in this movie, there is a football league called the XFL. Now, which is actually yeah, a real league now. For those of you listeners, uh, the XFL was also a professional football league that uh, played its first season in 2001, the year this movie came out, but it was founded in 1999. Now, the first time the XFL came back or uh, it came out, they only had one season. It was kind of a failure because obviously going up against the much more widely popular and it's been around forever NFL, it's hard to kind of make your own name. Um, so, I have a fringe theory. It's weird to me that the XFL um, was in the process of about starting, like they were about to start their first season, but they weren't really around yet, but this movie had them in it. I think this movie was a commercial for the XFL. I can see that. Yeah, I can, I can see that. But um, why would, okay, so, but if the commercial is for the XFL that's coming out soon, why would they have a football player get killed? Yeah, really weird. <laughs> and the commercial. It's, it, it's weird that they're in it in the first place. And it's not like it's yeah. It's not like they just came up with it on their own and they're just con- like coincidentally happen to be uh, a real one called the XFL because they use the same logo for this league that has not even played its first game yet. Yeah, it it is strange. That's, uh, that's poor management. <laughs> By the way, we're going to make this as a debut for your league. Guy gets killed. Yeah, just. But and they like so so the XFL. Um, if you don't know this, also was uh, created by Vince McMahon, who is the uh, WWE guy. Yeah, I wonder why I knew that name. So it could maybe they wanted the violence to promote the film and everything like that because if I remember, I don't remember the XFL being around, but my dad used to tell me things. About how like they all the character characters all the players had like character names so they would have names like Johnny Phoenix and uh, um, just stuff s- to promote yeah pr- like like wrestlers kind yeah. of like so I don't know it is it was all kind of a weird show and they did try to bring the XFL back in 2020 and then uh, uh, something happened I'm not quite sure that disrupted life for everyone on the planet um, and uh, they had to put that on hold. But yeah, so that was my weird theory. I was like, because I thought maybe the XFL had been out already during the time that they were making this movie. And I was thinking, oh, okay, well, that's just kind of a dated reference because maybe they thought they were going to age well. Yeah, maybe they thought that was going to be around years from now. But then when I saw that this movie was actually somehow before they played their first season, but they were founded in 1999, I was like, I wonder if this was like a xfl commercial in disguise or at least the first 10 minutes of the movie are i i could definitely see it being a uh promotion for it 
because they definitely when they were first showing it, because I think it's the very first scene in the yes, film. Yes, exactly. Like they do kind of heavily try to imply like this is just as good, if not better than the NFL. It for sure. everything. Plus, like they had the high tech visors for their football players. Yeah. Like, Oh, a blitz is coming. A blitz is coming. And which I thought was really stupid. Well, the biggest joke is um <laughs> the biggest joke to me is that uh this movie thought that the XFL was gonna last until 2052. <laughs> yeah. It uh could've, it could have made its round. Yeah, it might have. And maybe it will now that they're if they bring it back uh post COVID or whatever, if post COVID is even a thing. We'll see. Um Well, so I don't know. I'm reading here. It says apparently 2023's XFL season will start February 18th. All right. So they are. We'll find out. Seems we'll find like out. they are at least planning to continue. We'll see. It's hard yeah. to uh, compete with uh, the big boys that have been around forever. Well, yeah, the XFL's been. Isn't it being like backed by The Rock? Yes, I think mm-hmm. it is actually owned by uh, um, Dwayne Johnson now. Yeah. So we'll see what he's been cooking. Yeah. All right, you're uh, fired. <laughs> that, that was awful. It's a uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger one liner right there. Hey, I was just trying to match the film. So, uh, what is so? What is would be your favorite scene in this film, Raisin? My favorite scene? Oh man, um, I do think it was really funny when the two Arnolds are arguing with each other, but like about talking about how. Um, like, you should know exactly how to fill up that bomb. And he's like, I'm doing the exact same amount as you're doing. It's just yeah. like their their interactions were really funny. Okay. Uh, how about you, Ty? Well, I've already listed a couple of favorites, but I also really like the, uh, do you want the nacho cheese flavor or regular? I'll take the banana flavored. <laughs> and they're yeah, talking okay. about these weird genetically engineered bananas. Yeah. Uh... Which, I mean, in the context of the film, I guess I could see them because they use cloning for everything legally but humanity. So so I do want to give this movie some credit. They did seem to be a little mm, accurate as far as some of their predictions about the future. Oh, yeah. Especially definitely. like the smart fridge and uh, the self-driving car and just a lot of stuff like that. Maybe yeah. Elon Musk was watching this movie and when he got the idea for it. Yeah, maybe. None of the cars exploded, though, so that's weird. <laughs> yeah. A little off-brand. Not quite realistic. No. Uh, so, yeah, that this film, not the best. but It definitely I wasn't did, bad, though. We'll, yeah, uh, I think we'll, it had some redeeming qualities. We will get to our ratings in just a bit. You said you had some philosophical questions that you wanted to ask us. Uh, yeah, so I had asked this with Rayson when we first watched the film together. Uh, Ty, what is, what would your opinion on cloning? Like, what would, what side would you be in this film on cloning? Would you be in the extreme side of against, extreme side go, or more like Adam where it's like, eh, I don't really think about too much about it? Well, I don't really think too much about it because it's not something that's, um exactly possible with us yet yeah uh actually i could be wrong on that i haven't really looked into real life science when it comes to human cloning i don't and uh also in the film 
everybody believes that it's not possible to clone a human, except right. it's like highly illegal to try. Right. Um, I don't have any problem with human clones, I guess. I don't know. I, I do think that cloning organs and stuff like that should be something people can do because that could save lives. Uh, mm-hmm. As far as cloning a, and, and it would never work like it does in the film. That's not how yeah. it works. They, you can't just clone a copy of like a perfect copy of someone in three hours. They have to be grown from childbirth. Oh, there's no such thing as accelerated growth yet. Um, yeah. But I do think that I would be against people making just pure, like, perfect copies of people because that can lead to all sorts of problems. Well, I'd mentioned in when we're watching this, if like, so if somebody's just cloned, what's the meaning of death? There is no like, oh, if he dies, we'll just make another one. It's no big deal. And that's, I I don't know, depending on how you feel about that. If you don't, if you can stop people from dying, I guess you should. I don't know. I guess it's unnatural, but Uh, like, uh, mm -mm, mm -mm. But if you don't necessarily believe in an afterlife or something, then there's really no reason to just let people die. Yeah, I don't know. So, but my uh, my my main my more my concern would be like, let's say, um, we have it's like it's like the guy says in the movie. Uh, so we have a senator that um, he's doing his things, but he's not doing it or the uh, corporation's best interest, we'll we'll just replace him with a pre-programmed clone to say and do what we want. And I think that's a problem. Yes. Uh, So so I'm a little more on the opposite side. I'm not a big fan of the idea of cloning. Like, as Ty mentioned, the cloning organs thing, okay, maybe. But I'm not, and you mentioned religion, I'm not a religious guy, but if you're dead... It's your time. You, you you don't need to be cloned. I don't think you. I don't think cloning is a smart thing. I think it's a, a path down to a bad, bad thing. Like I know how the humanity works. At what point we're gonna be like, oh, we don't need to worry about putting our soldiers in danger. We'll just make a clone army, and then they'll have to invade them and that well, kind of stuff. I do think that if we are ever attacked by a droid army, that I think a clone army is the right way to go. I'm not talking Star Wars. But I'm talking. <laughs> At what point is one one nation going to be like, oh, well, we've enhanced cloning so much we could just make armies of people to take out other countries and stuff like that? I think it is far it just, more I think it is far more likely and realistic and probably feasible that we would just make an army of robots and do that instead. I agree. I agree. But I'm just saying it, take the army aspect out of what I'm talking about. Just I don't think cloning is any path to good because I see how corrupt humanity can be. Yeah, I'll agree with that. Okay. Uh, I'm leaning more in the favor of cloning because while I do see the possibilities of darkness and how it can lead down a bad path and how it probably would lead down a bad path, I would, I firmly like to believe in good of humanity. Yes, humanity has proven to not be so good. Just look at history. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There are not very many examples of humanity making the right choice at times. No. So 
I definitely see why cloning would be a bad thing. But in that vein, there I see the potential for good and how we can't just ignore the good for fear of the bad. And if we do that, then we would just go into what is bad already. Like we will basically be accepting our own crappy existence of well we're going to probably pick bad might as well stick with what the bad we know but what are the what what are the positive impacts of cloning entire human beings so for me at least uh i hate to say it but the villain had a good point in his spiel of to try to get uh adam on his side He talks about how, say you have a brilliant mind, someone who keeps uh, evolving our society, and then they die, either by accident, by disease, some random act, something. They die. We've just lost a great mind that could have carried on to progress mankind. Cloning that person we would then be able to continue that person's legacy, allow that person to continue. But I do have a stipulation. Having consent to clone, just like Dr. Griffin's wife, if they don't want to be cloned, then yes, that's when we should listen to them and respect their choice. You really think people are going to do that? I mean, look at companies that put in like little tiny clauses into agreement things that you just have to click on. It, something and as simple as that. The do other... you agree to be, do you agree to be cloned and then at the very bottom in tiny text it says like but we have full control over whatever you do or something like that. In the context of this movie, I agree with Nate, but there is really no way to transfer memories or anything like that at this time. Agreed. So you, you also, could clone somebody and they might not even be they're going to grow also, up however they are. Like We don't really have the capability to clone a human being as far as we know not, right now either. Not exactly. I mean, you can kind of but it's 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 not real cloning. It's more like growing. It, yeah, basically. Yeah, it, you have to inject the DNA into saying. a womb and, and they will be a copy of the person yeah. But it's it's almost like having a kid, basically. They're going to have some yeah. stuff from the mother as well. That's what I'm saying, though. That is a complete difference to the type of cloning that most cloning movies introduce. Right. Cloning, in our reality, is nowhere near the type of cloning that movies have. The type of cloning in the movies have, that is the cloning I'm talking about. When it comes to, I would have no real problem against it. Because if that type of cloning is possible, if we are able to do that, then yes, I would not let fear of what we are capable of doing stop us from gaining what we're capable of doing for the good as well. Okay. I would almost argue, not to, not to keep harping on this, is that it's not necessarily even fear of what we are capable of doing. It's just, it's going to happen. Yeah. Like with nuclear power, <clears throat> great thing should be widely used because it's, it's, it's clean. Um, 
It's it's a lot more sustainable. We made bombs out of it. Yes. We are a warlike species. That yes. is true. I, if we can find out a way to use <clears throat> some sort of technology to hurt other people, we will do it every time. Look at yeah. every sci-fi movie ever made. And it's Look always at like... Just real life, even. like Yeah, well, I, what I'm saying is like like an alien movie. Aliens come in, we find their technology, we're just like, going to build weapons out of it. Yeah. yeah. Well, on that, I would also state that while, yes, we did weaponize pretty much everything, the benefits we gained from before weaponizing them or even after weaponizing them may not outweigh it at the time, but in time it will. Oh, my God. I'm a clone. So for those who can't see... <laughs> Ty's checking his eyeball and making sure he's a clone. But not a clone. Not a clone. And uh, so, how, how does that work in the movie, Nate? Just to explain to people, because I'm sure it doesn't seem like a lot of people have seen this one. So, yeah. So in the film, in order, whenever you become a clone, you get a little white dot on the inside of the bottom eyelid on your left eye. Every dot that you get coordinates what generation clone you are. So if you have one, you've only been cloned once. If you've two, you've only been cloned twice, which doesn't really like, they don't really get into the uh, nitty gritty of it. It doesn't really make sense. If you've just like cloned from the original source, unless they predict or they specifically put the dot in there. So good. So, uh, yeah, I, I was wondering about that. So, the, the the one lady she had four dots she's been cloned four times so what so what if you've been cloned like a mm, hundred times and have a bunch of white just dots like a bunch there. of white dots your so, whole bottom of your eyelid is just white they just start yeah. turning into freckles on your face yeah yeah <laughs> you start growing out <laughs> so obviously they don't really go into that no detail, not at all but in my head canon it would be like they would just start going into Roman numerals on the eyelid. Like, no, actually, it would make sense just to put a number down there yeah. now that I think about it. But even then, yeah. well, I guess no one's going to be cloned a, a million times. But you well, the way uh, that girl was going. Yeah. <laughs> and Wiley. Yeah, Wiley. <laughs> they uh, died three times in one day. And like the space of the movie took only, I think, three, two to three days. So, yeah, they were dying almost every day, if not daily. So well, what really what really irritated me. Well, one of my other gripes is that fact that um, they were like, oh, yeah, all the all the human clones have some kind of disease put in. But Arnold's nah, it's fine. He, he no well, disease. In not Arnold. all the clones have. Yeah, not disease. all the clones. Only uh, specific clones. That's why it was a mix up for Dr. Griffin's wife. She was never supposed to have a disease. Oh, OK. I because that's what allowed Dr. Griffin because. Dr. Griffin was basically basically his cash cow. He knew how to do, get everything done. When his wife died, he actually looked into it and then he was like, why did you put a disease? He's like, oh, crap, that, no. Your wife wasn't supposed to get that. Well, like, I actually think that disease was supposed to be in there, but I don't think it was supposed to trigger like it did. I think it was like a fail-safe thing in case the doctor started getting too big for his britches or whatever. Well, no, because the disease itself said that it would activate in between one to five years, and he she had been cloned five years ago. Oh, okay. Years ago. So it was a 
timed thing. All right. Three years ago? Oh, she was clone three. Okay. So I have a question for you. Okay. All right. Yo, let's take a walkie. Watch a movie with the you who we call Chalky Talkie. Chalky Talkies! Wonder when this is coming. Welcome to Chalky Talkies. This is the part of the show where we uh, pick which character in the movie would enjoy a nice, refreshing you who. We'll start with Nate since it's his pick. Uh, I have two picks, actually. Oh. Hank bonus. Morgan. The uh, yeah, friend. absolutely. Yeah, that was that was my pick. Yeah, and Wiley. That would have been my other pick. I could definitely see Wiley having a nice YooHoo, maybe a juice box when they yeah. make him sit at the kids' table. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of Hank Morgan, what did you guys think of his little like sex AI thing that he had? Yes, his virtual girlfriend. <laughs> uh, what a, so, so creepy! It's a bit problematic, but uh, in the film. Uh, technology has advanced to the point that we can now have full-on holographic, uh, girlfriends and or boyfriends. Probably in the film, they don't really go. Into I'm sure it. it exists. Yes. Yeah. Uh, partners in your life, and yes, it is. It is not great. No, it's definitely not great. Uh, I. When Arnold accidentally sits in the chair and he's like, what the hell is this? Yeah. Will somebody like, unzipping my pants. I'm a one, one, I'm a one man virtual woman. I think is what she says. Unless you install the add on or whatever. Yeah. Like she has DLC. That allows uh, her to have. Her oh, no. So anyway, no. um, my pick for the YooHoo is uh Simpal Sandy. Oh, yuck. Cindy. The nightmare yes, Sandy, <laughs> whatever her name was. If you're gonna name my terror, name it right. Uh, thank, thank you for the YooHoo. I don't. Is she able to drink? Doesn't matter. Like if she's not, then yes, pour that YooHoo down it and make it go crazy and die. Short That's circuit. fine. Yeah. Oops, uh, I got a boo boo. Yeah. Oh no. That. I believe that was when she got shot in the stomach. And she was on fire. <laughs> yeah. Like her so, dress caught on fire because of the laser. Now that we've gone over an hour on this movie, do you guys want to do your final reviews? Uh, yeah, yeah, that's fine. Raceland, right. how about Raceland, you? Raceland, you first, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so out of five yoo-hoos, I will give this movie a... Wasn't a bad movie. It does have its problems, so I'm giving it a solid three and a half out of five yoo-hoos. Okay, okay, and then I'll go next. Um, I'm going to give this movie... I will also give it... I will, No, I'll give it a solid 3 out of 5. I didn't think it was the worst movie I've ever seen, um, but I didn't think it was very good either. But I had fun watching it, and I guess that means it understands the assignment. Nate? Uh, before I give my review, I just remember that I did not say my favorite part in the film. And my favorite part in the film is when Michael Drucker is talking to Adam about cloning. And he's like, well, how about you clone yourself so that you can go fuck yourself? So you can go the, fuck yourself. The one F word they can have in the PG-13 yeah. movie. Because later on, when Michael Drucker dies and his clone dies and falls on top of him, he looks at him and like, when I told you to go screw yourself, I didn't mean it literally. Like, obviously you can't say the F word again. And it's just... <laughs> A great little callback to what they said earlier. I loved that part. So my rating is a solid three out of five. 
perfect. Oh, wow. So we I, watched a perfectly average movie. Yes. <laughs> wow. So I had the highest rating. That's kind you of did have, funny, honestly. Let me my say this. Rating, oh, go ahead. Yeah, my rating went down simply because I completely forgot about that nightmare doll. <laughs> so, the reason why mine is three and a half instead of being three is because it's an Arnold Schwarzenegger movie. Hmm. No, let me, let, let me say this, though, is that if this movie had come out in the 80s, and they had you in the like all the special effects have been like that, and it had been just a little more cheesier and rated R. I think this movie would be a four out of five. Yeah, yeah. agreed. Yeah, because what we have to take time uh, and all that into consideration for the stuff. So mm-hmm. yeah, it definitely feels like it's from that era. It feels like it should be like a Total Recall type movie almost. Yeah. Which is yet another Arnold Schwarzenegger film that I love. It's like funny. That one, I, I, I genuinely seen love that, that film. Me either. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, I know. And I and I know I would love it too, but I haven't seen it yet. No I, idea. Yeah. I don't know anything about the it. Reboot? I did nope. watch the reboot. You watched the reboot? Okay. I didn't even uh, know. Look, that reboot came out before I even knew there was an original Total Recall. I don't know anything about Total Recall. Well, you will because I am now putting it on my list and Well, we had to hit the random number generator. Yeah. It isn't on my list because I couldn't find it. Nate, Uh, I guess we'll have to hit the random number generator for that. I'd I'd be willing to rent that one. I own that one. Like the only reason I didn't put it on my list is because I couldn't find it on streaming, but I do have it. So And I'll rent it and I'll pay for Raceland to rent it too, because he's a cheapskate. He can come over and watch it with me. Oh yeah, you can do that too. Yeah. Um, uh, so, uh, hold on, just a second. Um, tell me about your favorite Arnold line in the movie, if you haven't well, already. I already yeah. said mine. It's definitely the "Go fuck yourself" one. It's pretty yeah. good. All right. Yeah. Well, um, we welcome all comments. If you want to comment, you count you can down in the comment section on YouTube. Or by emailing us at whatsplayingtonight at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Twitter at Tonight Playing. There's also a link to the Discord down in the description and the Facebook group. So we did get a l- couple of comments. Um, we actually got some feedback on the Facebook page. Um, oh, okay. Was it got- everybody telling them about how much they loved Where's the Money? No. No. It wasn't, we, no. no, nobody said anything about Where's the Money. That, darn. But uh, we did get uh, one about The Sixth Day. That's a good movie. Uh, My buddy David, uh, he said that. Okay. And then as far as, uh, we didn't get any YouTube. Oh, wait. We did get one YouTube comment. Oh, yeah? Uh, Soul Food Man commented on the Where's the Money video. Oh, we did get a comment. Yay. He said, birds fly, fish swim, Lime (laughs) Night has terrible takes. (laughs) <laughs> great that's cool <laughs> so well um, they were thinking about you uh, yeah. all positive and then as far as discord goes um our buddy michael said that the cheesiness is the best part of this movie yeah it helped okay uh and he also posted a picture of the the doll and said waiting to hear the discussion on this monstrosity 
Nate, yeah. that should have been right there. Your remembering of this doll. I did. I did remember that. I actually commented with him in the Discord talking about, oh, I did not remember that at all. Yeah. I actually kind of wanted to change it simply because I that's how much I despise. No. When you're locked in, you're locked in. Yeah. Got to so, stick with the rules. That's it for comments. But again, you guys can comment uh, on all the things I've already mentioned. Oh, we did have one comment from uh, Mario. Oh, also. yeah, yeah. Uh, t- talking about Wiley, I'll say this much so far. It's pretty Wiley, if you know what I mean. Oh, I which, get it. Yeah, in context, <laughs> it makes sense. Mm-mm-mm. That's a, that's an Arnold line right there. It's pretty Wiley, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Oh, gosh. <laughs> God. So, we've reached the end of the show, which means it's time to pick our next movie. Each episode, one of us is at the mercy of the other, since Nate picked this movie it is my turn and we're gonna do something we're gonna do something a little thematic next week i'm glad it worked out this way um if you don't know next weekend is fourth of july weekend for us in america for us in america that's our independence day which how fitting because that's the movie we're gonna watch it's independence day the uh, roland emmerich classic science fiction movie about an alien invasion i do think that we all like this movie so it's it should be a fun episode. This is wait going to, to be a Will- pure fan movie. I can't wait to see Will Smith slap those aliens. I can't wait to see <laughs> Jeff Goldblum beat his dad at chess. Where can we wait. find these movies at? Oh, this that's a good at. question. I should probably look that up real quick. Why don't you guys tell me about... Uh, just talk amongst yourselves. Okay. Uh, Nate, what is your favorite Arnold Schwarzenegger movie? Ooh, uh... You know, at the moment, I'm going to say The Last Action Hero. Okay. Because I've been wanting to rewatch that again, and I just don't really have any bad memories of it. So I've, I've, yeah, I'm going to go with that one. How about you, Raisin? Nothing could beat Terminator T2. Look at that. Yeah, that's definitely a classic. That is, I feel like, the quintessential. Arnold Schwarzenegger film. And I love that we're all going to have a separate answer for this because I honestly, I think Predator is probably my favorite. Okay. That is a great yeah. movie. But I also like the movies that you, oh, I've never seen Last Action Hero, but I do like Terminator 2. It yeah. is on the list. And uh, so Independence Day is our movie next week. You can watch it on Amazon Prime. Uh, for free? Uh, yeah. Like with, with a subscription? Okay, cool. Yeah, for free. Uh, you can also watch it on Tubi for free, like completely. Nice. Um, and then it says premium subscription for Hulu, Peacock, and Sling TV. So I'm not quite sure. That it's could probably... also be like a Hulu TV, like live TV kind of. Oh, thing. you know what? You're probably right. Or like I... if you have like stars or something. But you can yeah. watch it on Prime for free. You can watch it on Tubi for free. Or if you own the movie like me, you can watch it for free. Problem yeah. for me is that I don't have a DVD player anymore, so it's not like oh, I'm I watching it. my DVDs. I own it digitally and physically. All right. Party at Ty's house. Party at Ty's refuses, house. What? He refuses to use his laptop as a DVD player. Nah. My laptop doesn't even have a built-in DVD drive. I think his does, though. I know you, you can, you can buy one that, like, plugs into it, I think. Yeah. Nah, we live in a digital world. I don't need all that. Yeah. But anyway, <laughs> uh, this has been What's Playing Tonight. Do we have any final words, Nate? Uh, yeah, if you ever see yourself in the mirror, don't worry, it's not a clone. Uh, Raceland. <laughs> <laughs>
cloudy room. Oh my god! <laughs> All right. Oh, if, uh, if Mr. Schwarzenegger is watching or listening to this, I truly apologize. <laughs> and please comment because that would be the highlight of our thing, our podcast. Uh, no, man, uh, Arnold, Mr. Schwarzenegger, if you're listening, we want you on the show. Yeah, yeah, for sure. We absolutely Definitely. we will watch one of your movies. We'll even let you pick which one. And uh yeah, that would be amazing. And yeah. as far, Let's play it tonight. And as far as uh final words go, <laughs> we'll be back. Oh nice, nice. <laughs>